Kia um, hello, hope you're doing okay. Um, this is Pip Adam and this is an exercise. Um, this is an exercise which is Ulepo in its personality. And um, yeah, it is an exercise which is based on one that I did with Zoe Stratcham and Louise Welsh, two amazing writers from Glasgow who were in New Zealand on a residency and um, yeah, I was really grateful to do a workshop with them and we did this exercise. And this exercise is in turn based on a book by Georges Perec called An Attempt at Exhausting a Place in Paris. Um, I'm just going to read from the blurb of the book which describes what this book is about. One overcast weekend in October 1974, Georges Perec set out in a quest of the infraordinary, the humdrum, the non-event, the everyday. What happens, as he put it, when nothing happens? His choice of locale was Place Saint-Souplace, where, ensconced behind first one cafe window, then another, he spent three days recording everything to pass through his field of vision. The people walking by, the buses and driving school cars caught in their routes, the pigeons moving suddenly en masse, as if in accordance to some mysterious command, the wedding and then funeral at the church in the centre of the square, the signs, symbols and slogans littering everything, and the darkness that eventually absorbs it all. In an attempt at exhausting a place in Paris, Perec compiled a melancholic, slightly eerie and oddly touching document in which existence boils down to rhythm. Writing turns into time, and the line between the empirical and the surreal grows surprisingly thin. Um, this has become one of my favourite books in the whole wide world. Um, I just cannot explain why, um, but I'd like to just read you a section. Um, now, in this this book is punctuated by buses, um, and these buses go all sorts of places. So um, what I will do, yeah, I think I'm just going to read through, first of all, um, the section at the start. I'll just read through it. Outline of an inventory of some strictly visible things. Fleeting slogans. From the bus, I look at Paris. Ground, packed, gravel and sand. Stone and curbs. A fountain, a church, buildings. Asphalt, trees, leafy, many yellowing. A rather big chunk of sky, maybe one-sixth of my field of vision. A cloud of pigeons that suddenly swoops down on the central plaza between the church and the fountain. Vehicles, their inventory remains to be made. Human beings, some sort of basset hound. Bread, baguette, lettuce, curly endive, partially emerging from, from a shopping bag. And then there's... um. Other sections, like there's a section called colours, um, which, um, yeah, obviously inventories all the colours that pass through his field of vision. And then there's one called trajectories, which is a lot about the things that are leaving from the space. Um, the book has all sorts of strange um, formats. So, um, yeah, some are listed with bullet points. Some are just listed. Some are longer paragraphs. Um, there's a beautiful moment and trajectories where he first lists four buses that are going places and then um, 
has this beautiful sentence. There's no water gushing from the fountain. Some pigeons are sitting on the edge of one of its basins. There are benches on the plaza, double benches with a single headboard. From where I am sitting, I can count six of them. Four are empty, three down and out making classic gestures, drinking red wine from a bottle on the sixth. So, yeah, this is what our exercise is for today. I would like you to attempt to exhaust the place you are sitting in. Um, this is a really interesting exercise to do in a very mundane place and um, this idea of what we can see in our field of vision I think is really interesting um, and you may want to open it up to some of the other senses but I think there is something very interesting about what happens when we limit it um, to sight only and to the action that's happening in front of us. Where you're sitting may not be a place where buses are coming and going from, so that may be tricky. But um, yeah, you may notice other subtle movements. What I'm going to do is I'm going to give you an inordinately long time to do this. I'm going to give you five minutes, um, which is going to feel like uh, the longest thing ever. Because what I'm hoping is that you'll get a sense of running out of things to write and then you'll find new things to write. Um, the way that the book begins is with a date, time, location and weather and I think that would be a nice way to start this exercise as well. So um, if you could just write down date, time, location and weather that would be amazing and then maybe um, you could, you know there are options like what I really like about this is rather than giving you headings to work through I think that you might find your own ordering way of trying to deal with um, what you see in front of you so yeah I hope that you have fun um, and I'm going to leave you now and give you five minutes to do this I've got some beach sounds um, which yeah hopefully strangely and oddly at odds with what you're looking at um, and maybe you know will be of some help um, and yeah I'll be back here in five minutes thank you
How did that go? Um, I hope it went okay. Um, I what I always hope to get in this exercise is a new way of experiencing space um, and place. Um, and because I think often when we're describing objects, we sometimes it's useful to filter those descriptions through. A psychology that isn't our own um, often we want description to do more than one thing like we want it to sort of give the reader a sense of the space that they're standing in but we also want to maybe give some sense of character um, we might even use description to move plot on so I feel like this exercise gives me a few more tools to do that, like a few more ways in of doing that. Um, yeah, I, I often find description um, tough. Um, and I think that this exercise helps me to think of different ways of describing um, places. Um, yeah, so I hope that is okay. Um, uh, yeah, so at the end of this week, what you might have is a lot of mess. You know, a lot of these exercises are kind of strange in that they don't, um, these Aleppo exercises, and that they often don't give us things that resemble um, writing, or possibly they don't give us things that resemble our own writing. Um, because they are kind of a bit like body snatchers, they're kind of like invaders and um, these little machines that we sort of set in motion, um, they don't allow us a lot of room to put our own selves in. Or maybe they do, maybe it's a moment where um, our consciousness, we become sort of, um, you know, non-conceptual in those moments and maybe maybe they are maybe there is something subconscious happening there which might be useful um what I generally do if I've done a lot of these exercises is read back through them and see if there are sentences or strange ideas or interesting things that might work to be expanded in um my other work um, but also there has been the occasion where I've done these exercises and come up with these little um gems which may be fitted into larger work or may sit by themselves so yeah I hope this has been a nice week for you I hope that um yeah I just hope that things go okay and yeah I will be back soon thank you bye